Packaging, episode 48. Follow us on Instagram at yellowpackaging604 and rate and review us on iTunes, five stars only. And you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, whenever, wherever. You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver, living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing, about something, and about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like. Get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. So I'm sure most of our listeners know that mid-March, there was a shooting in Atlanta where a man targeted um, massage spas in Atlanta and shot eight people and they died. Um, Six of those eight people were of Asian descent. Majority of them were Korean. And I just want to f- list the names of all the victims that lost their lives during the shooting. Delena Ashley Yan, who was 33. Tan Xiaoji, who was 49. Feng Daoyu, who was 44. Paul Andre Michels, who was 54. Elsias R. Hernandez Ortiz, who was 30. Hyun Jung Grant, who was 51. Park Soon Chung, who was 74. Kim Soon Cha, who was 69. And Yu Yong E, who was 63. So it's pretty intense times, not gonna yeah. lie. Um, when that news first broke, it was definitely like uh, hitting us when we're down in a sense. As if like the anti-Asian violence wasn't already escalating quickly. This yeah. was kind of like definitely a major um i don't know boost of speed and acceleration in terms of how bad the anti-asian violence is getting yeah um you know what's sad too is they won't label it like a hate crime yeah definitely that was a a real get the fuck out of here yeah moment for sure especially when the cop was like he was just like when the cop was kind of what's the word like very nonchalant nonchalant very like uh, this is what he said dismissive of it he yeah was, um, a bad day yeah and this is the result of yeah. a bad day like how many times have you had a bad day yeah and you didn't murder anyone totally exactly like and also you, they kind of use i mean there's this debate going on right now saying whether or not it was actually racially motivated or not because the murderer had said that he was doing what he's doing because of his problems with like his sex addiction or something like that so um that was like gonna be my topic not so much the yeah sure race has a lot to do with it Mm -hmm. but about um the way he explained the reason why he did it totally exactly it was like their fault it's their fault that that i'm tempted by them and to eliminate them or this temptation i must eliminate them yeah exactly it's a really twisted and fucked up way of doing it i think what's really crazy too just i don't want to harp on this too much because it's really heavy and i'm sure like the media in general has oversaturated everybody's outlets with the news but i think one that's really crazy is that it wasn't just one spot like you hit up 
Yeah. Two spas, I think it was, right? Uh, no, he hit hit up three. Three, yeah. So three. So it's like, so, this was so like motivated. Yeah. So like he knew what he was doing. He did it once and he's like, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to kill more. So apparently he was like patrons at those establishments as well. Yeah. So he's familiar. Definitely. With- with these places yeah he's definitely gone there before he knows what he knew what he was doing it wasn't just some random act of violence yeah no that's true yeah and i think like a few of the people who died were were i mean there this kind of this definitely spirals out of control because then it goes beyond like are we like a lot of media is also using these spa workers as like okay well they were sex workers as if that's justifying the fact yeah. that they deserve to die, you know what I mean? Or like that they got shot is because they were sex workers. Like a lot of the Asians, I think there were were sex workers or like the spa owners, and a lot of the. Um, is I that think, like confirmed uh, that they were sex workers as well? Well, I don't think they're outright saying it, but like, and they may not have been doing sex work at that time. Like, I think it's a mix of both, like probably like some like you know happy endings as well as like just regular yeah, massages. Stop saying the happy endings yeah. thing too. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, like, I don't know, for a service, a sexual yeah. service, or just a regular massage, you know what I mean? I think um, if you read some of the articles, they say that a lot of the, the patrons there were just getting, like, massages. massages yeah. yeah. But it is a common thing. And it brings to light a lot of the the issues surrounding, um, you know, immigrants, Asians, having to work in these fields because those are the only jobs they can get. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then it, this podcast I was listening to was discussing, which I'll add to my sweets, but um, they were talking about how like if we had not legalized but decriminalized sex work, yeah, this wouldn't be the situation that they would have been in. You they know what I mean? also be living in fear doing their job. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this, this brought the shed light on a lot of... Un- like things that people haven't really talked about or noticed before. So I was reading too um, this other article where Asians are so um, conditioned to put their head down yes. and just work. Yeah. If things get grimy and things get uncomfortable, you yeah. kind of just go through it. So there could have been way more hate crimes that were never mentioned. Oh, for sure. Um, prior to this. And yeah. then now it's like obviously escalated because of the rhetoric that the previous president or U.S. president said about... The virus yeah exactly it's like everything is everything is so fragile right now yeah and what you're talking about is definitely like falls under that whole model minority kind of label that asians get stereotyped yeah. as you know what i mean like we don't complain yeah we mind our own business we mind our business we're very obedient we're hardworking. like yeah. all those things that but i think we're fed up yeah definitely we're tired totally and that's why this whole like anti-asian um movement movement is going on is so shocking yeah yeah um but yeah man it's been a tough week totally exactly and uh we're in our third wave of covid yeah and now looking back it's been a year it's definitely been a year yeah dear god (laughs) (laughs) um have you had any reflection in regards to like a year from now what you thought it would be like a year from a year from now <laughs> so last year when isa had her birthday like that was right. her la- everyone's sort of last gathering because then that week it was um like pandemic mm-hmm. lockdown right um so i thought that we would 
celebrate sort of like the year after with another birthday, yeah. like all of us together again. Yeah. Obviously a little bit different. Maybe like a bigger gym will be like spread out more. Yeah. Um, that was like my optimistic self last year. Yeah. And now looking at it, I don't think we'll have a birthday like that for a while. No, definitely. I mean, even a year from now, I don't know if, if things will still will be fully back to normal. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it really depends on how quickly those vaccines But come even out. if you are vaccinated, yeah. that doesn't mean you're immune to it completely. And second, that you're not a carrier. Totally. And I think the whole, the, the fingers crossed moment is that everybody gets the vaccine so that we can resume our lives yeah. back to some sense of normalcy. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I still don't know how I feel about the vaccine. Like, would you... You don't qualify right now, but, no. like, would you... Yes, I would. You would. Before, I was definitely like, I don't know if I... Like, you know, like, even though I don't believe in all, like, the conspiracies around the vaccines, um, I think it started to get to me after you hear it a while... If you hear, after you hear it so frequently about how, like, vaccines can be actually, like... Because you could contract COVID and you're a healthy young person yeah. and you could survive it and you could have the antibodies without the yeah, vaccine. Yeah, develop it. But there's also so many strains too, right? Now? Well, now there is. Yeah. Yes. But to answer your question, before I would have been more hesitant. Yeah. But now, having lived through it for a year, I, I'm, I'll take it at the moment I get it. Yeah. Because that's also now opens up travel for you. Yeah, and it's not even just for travel, just for my own sanity. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I think, like, having some vaccine is better than having no vaccine. Okay. Yeah, then I don't have to be as paranoid as I would be. Are you paranoid right now? Just, like, certain times I'll, I'll be a bit scared. Like, if I'm by myself and I'm, like, at a grocery store, I am a bit more, like, cautious about, like, who am I around and all that stuff. Okay, yeah. And, like... It's kind of annoying to have to like disinfect all my groceries when I buy them or, you know what I mean? Do like, I've never washed my hands as many times as I did before. Oh, know. You know what I mean? So Look at these poor hands of mine. Yeah. Like I've never cracked. had, I never had to invest in so much hand moisturizer yeah, in my that's life. true too. <laughs> so I mean like just even those small little things, if a vaccine means I can just kind of relax a bit, yeah, then I will get it. And also it's like, I just, I don't want to be the reason that somebody can't hang out with me you know what i mean okay what do you mean like if they have the vaccine oh and i have the vaccine right then it's like okay we can we're good you know what i mean yeah and also it's like i don't know what what are your concerns with not getting it well i don't know what it is long term yeah so it's great right now yeah it seems to be okay but then what happens five years from now what is that changing to your body? Yeah, but I don't think they... I mean, there's a lot of things we take that we don't know, right? Just, I think... I don't know if we could say like that. what? Well, like, being on our phones all the time, having the phones right by our side, you know? All that stuff, like... Oh, it's it's probably, like, terrible <laughs> repercussions. I yeah. know, like, headaches is a huge thing. Yeah. The levels of the waves that go through our being. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I like, honestly, like, it's on. it's honestly up to everybody... Yeah. in terms of what they get um but for me i will get it if it's offered to me like i don't care if it's the astrazeneca or the pfizer or the johnson johnson like yeah i'll take whatever and i'll deal with the consequences the one that's in the alley <laughs> yeah the, the alley street. yeah yeah that guy. the one in the dollar store <laughs> <laughs> 
It costs a little more. I yeah, think exactly. it's three fifty. I know it's not a dollar one. anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know yet. I yeah. um, I, I like waffle between the two. Yeah, because I I'm, feel like if I do contract it, yeah, I, I think I have the ability to fight it. Who knows though? I don't know. My body's like, no, girl, <laughs> not this strain. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I don't know. Well, recent reports have come out that younger people are the the spike in younger people getting infected is rapidly increasing. And the death rates for young people are also increasing as well. So, oh dear goodness! I mean, at the end of the day, like just let's continue to be responsible. Yeah. And when the vaccine gets offered to you, just I don't know. Hopefully, you will have had more information in regards to what those long-term yeah. effects are. You know. Yeah. Anyways, um, a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a lot going yeah. on. I think like, right now, like, the, the three things that are top news for me is obviously the anti-Asian hate that's been spiking. Um, it's all over the news, and it seems like there's a new case every day, every yeah. two hours. Obviously, the spa shootings, and then yesterday or this week, it was the the grocery store shooting. Yeah, in Colorado. In Colorado, which is, like, another crazy thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think what is kind of, like, I don't know if it's shitty is the right word, but I feel like with the spa shooting, there wasn't a lot of um, voice from the victims' families being heard. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't. I didn't. I didn't. Get, I didn't personally. I didn't hear based on the news sources I have, like what the news family like interviews with. I mean, maybe yeah. I don't think they have to. And I was seeing something else online. Yeah, they did a Asian panel like the meet the press i don't know yeah. i think that's pbs no or whatever mm. it is yeah. it's an american uh news source mm-hmm. but they did a thing called meet the press and their panel was all different races but no asians that's on ridiculous <laughs> talking about asian hate yeah it's like you're asking non-asians to talk about asian hate yeah that's really smart bizarre. there's a i think a black guy on that panel but like yeah. That's probably like the closest POC. Totally. I mean, I think with an African American or a black person, it's like they can relate because obviously yeah, their race has been going through, through it, it and they are still are going through it, yeah. right? And I feel like it's possibly a lot worse than than what Asians have gone through, but read the room, you know what I mean? Don't have an yeah. Asian hate discussion without an Asian representation. More white guys telling me that it's not a hate crime. Totally. What happened in Atlanta. 100%. And... So another thing, too, about that not being a hate crime, um, because there's no symbols of hate towards Asians, um, like a a swastika or like a noose or something, it's harder to direct it towards a hate crime. Totally. Or it has to be so apparent where they call you like some sort of slander, like chink or like something. Yeah. And it's not as clear yeah something like this totally i mean there there are historical moments where obviously anti-asian like anti-chinese or korean or japanese are like huge symbolic moments but there's definitely not like a specific like imagery that people can use to tie back to anti-asian hate i feel like a lot of asian racism it's so um it's so siloed you know what i mean yeah like the Japanese with the internment camps, yeah. the Chinese with obviously the railroads and the yellow peril, um, the head tax, the head tax, yeah. um, Korean with the wars and stuff. So, and then the in Vietnam we, War, all that stuff. Yeah. So the way I think 
we're seen too is we're just lumped together yeah it's just like asians for so sure definitely it, it's like i'm a i hate chinese people yeah but i don't really know what you are then yeah. you're chinese to me and that's always been the case right is that yeah. asians tend to get lumped up into one category and i think that's also how people are being targeted right now as well it's like as long as you have that olive yellow complexion yeah you are a target yeah, yeah you're a big like you're gonna get targeted for racism regardless of you're chinese korean filipino do you feel scared leaving your house like you could no experience that yeah I that's actually a really good question yeah i uh, me too i don't yeah but it was like do i need to be more sensitive to this totally um i think for us um living in vancouver where there is such a huge asian population not saying that it doesn't exist here i think it does yeah but i do think that um it's not as I don't want to say there's not as many racists here. There's racists. But it's just, it's not, (laughs) there's not as much physical violence as there is like verbal racism. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, Because like what does research says, like major cities, including Vancouver, of course. Yeah. Like um, reports on racism or. Have increased. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 600 to 700%. Yeah. That's true. From last year. Yeah. But Yeah. I'm not. I'm not writing off Vancouver as a, like a non, like a like a yeah. super friendly like place. I just I haven't experienced it I as much, really and I haven't seen either. anything in the media either. So I've seen some like someone got punched in the face, someone got spat at at the bus. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen anything. I feel like it might, a lot of action might happen on a bus. I wonder if it's because we're so like, and I hate to use this word now, like westernized. That we just we 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 don't see it, you know what I mean? What? Okay. And we're not we we don't get targeted for it. Okay. I don't know. I honestly I don't know. Like I don't know why I don't notice it in Vancouver, and I feel safe in Vancouver. Yeah, I thought I'd be worried about it. Yeah. But I do feel like there's a different kind of edge that oh, I have. Like for sure. If I hear a conversation that like tickles my ears a wrong yeah. way, I feel like. You whip have, your head around yeah, and look, right? Yeah. I need to know who is it. Yeah. And what am I willing to do? And then yeah. I have to talk to myself. Like, you are going to stand up. Yeah. You're going to say something right now. And then totally. nothing happens. Yeah. I just get myself so charged, ready to like brawl. Yeah. I think everybody is super triggered, right? Oh, well, a lot of Asians are super triggered just understanding the state of the state. So yeah. we're just, we're like, that's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to let that happen. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like we're telling ourselves that. And I think it could also be because every every Asian is like triggered that people are sensing the the tension. The here. tension. The guy's like, "Oh, do you mind pressing the button?" He's like, and what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what? Do I look like your slave? <laughs> come at me, bro! Yeah, come, come at me! Exactly. I'll be like, "Uh, no, no, thanks. You can press the button when you want to. Exactly. You don't need to cross right now. Okay. <laughs> exactly." <laughs> uh maybe maybe there's like this strong vibe that we're sending out to like yeah i think like not to not to write off everything that's been posted in the news but i think you know the media does sensationalize things a lot so it could even though it's like one case in a million people when it's posted on the news it feels a lot more more um large you know what i mean i don't know if larger is there but more 
more frequent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when you're seeing it in multiple news sources as well. You know what I mean? Well, I've done what you've done. Yeah. It's kind of just like, there's going to be one place where I'm going to get the news. Yeah. I'm not going to multiple sources anymore. Your worry windows? Yeah. Because yeah, like, you know what? I don't need to stress myself out totally. about that right now. And there's like way bigger things to like worry about, like getting me sent in preschool. <laughs> I'd yeah. rather focus on something like that. I yeah. feel like I can't do anything. Like last year with the Black Lives Movement and George Floyd, like that one consumed me and well, I was sure. like bogged down. I yeah. felt really, I don't know, like locked in this dark despair. Like I don't want to get there. Yeah, I hear you for sure. It's overwhelming and it can consume you if you don't realize like how much time you're spending on it or how much thought. You're, but it's I mean, also like, what can you do? Like, what can I do from here? What yeah. can I do from here? Exactly. I think, and I think that's where I'm at right now is like, I went through like grief, anger, frustration, sadness, yeah. everything. And now I'm just like, I'm, I feel helpless. Like there's things you can do that you, you can donate to like, Chinese. you know, like anti-Asian yeah. uh, organizations and stuff Yes, um, that are fighting anti-Asian stuff. Um, but I think, I think all we can do is just like continue to spread awareness, can continue to raise the voice of Asians and spread awareness that anti-Asian racism is a thing that's happening right now. And yeah, I mean, we need to leverage these, these media platforms that we have to kind of continue to spread the awareness, continue the conversations, you know what I mean? Continue to be aware yeah. of the realities of living here. You know what I mean? Are that's all we can do. I think like, I mean, you posted that there's going to be a protest going on on the 24th, I think it was. This weekend at the Vancouver Art Gallery. And then um, it's throughout... All over the world, right? Yeah, or just throughout Canada. So like Calgary, um, Penticton even has one. Yeah. I posted it on our Instagram. Totally. Um, But yeah, yeah, like that is raising awareness. I don't know if you saw the one I posted that happened in New York. A teacher was explaining like what she's seeing in her school yeah. and like kids in grade four and five are coming up to her asking her if she's got coronavirus. Yeah. Like these are children and obviously they're not seeking this kind of information. No, they're being told it. They're being yeah. fed it from and somewhere. this is, you know, parents. Yeah. They're not seeing what they're watching. Like, totally. It's obviously coming from like a different place than a kid going like, you're Chinese, you've got the China flu, yeah, the, or Kung flu. The Kung flu, exactly. It's learned It's learned behavior and learned responses from things that they're surrounded with. And yeah. I think that's kind of ties back to my point of like continue to have these conversations, continue to raise awareness because if a kid can easily approach an Asian teacher and be like, I heard you have coronavirus, yeah. they can easily be exposed to like positive conversations on how anti-Asian yeah. racism is something that needs to be addressed and we need to fight it and respect Asians and not be racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder how the kids are doing with all this. Like, I don't think they really understand like the severity of it. Like I think if you were to ask me if when I was like 10, I wouldn't have had any idea. How about the kids now? Like they're living in a different climate. Yeah. Than we were. I don't know if we we're just oblivious or everyone in my block, maybe except for like two, two houses were like Asian or Brown. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the world's a different place now and kids have access to so much more information yeah. than they did before. Plus, um, like, internet trolls and all that. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's harsh. And I think that's where it's really important for parents to really, like, make sure that, I mean, assuming the parents aren't racist, right? But just 
yeah. ensuring that their children have access to accurate, positive, non-racist media outlets. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Fox News maybe isn't the right one to be having your kid on, but unfortunately, a lot of parents. Yeah, they watch. They watch Fox that stuff. News. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm at the point where I feel helpless, but all we can do is just continue to have these conversations and just spread the word and just hope that, you know. Yeah. Well, I am hopeful. Yeah. I feel like there's a change coming. That's all we can do is be hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but crazy times that we're in right now. I mean, it's, I don't want to say this is a good thing, but I think it's, it's positive that the conversations are happening and the awareness is being increased across like the world. Yeah. And people are addressing these situations because they've been going on for so long. Yeah. And you don't talk about it as much. Yeah, I think exactly. Sandra Oh had talked about that. Yeah, she was at the protests, like yeah. screaming her lungs out. So I think about things too, because I've said, um, me love you long time. Yeah. Like so many times in my lifetime. Yeah. That I'm stopping now, but like, um, I think of how people addressed me too, and yeah. I kind of just shrugged off. Yeah, totally. Um, it's just been so normalized, right? That we yeah. don't flinch anymore because it's been so normalized. Kind of just like, you know, I've been called chink like so many times. Yeah. Like, and then I think I told this story about no one at this party I was at, like, no one bothered to learn my name and they yeah. just called me Ming. Yeah. Like, I was the only agent there. It's hilarious, but so sad. It was like, no, it's like, my name is Jesslyn. And I didn't have allies, even though I rolled there with my friends. Yeah. Well, even just straight up, you know, like going to school and seeing the, like, the word fob yeah. being a, a, a label that I used to use for people yeah. that were immigrants and having, watching, not wanting to be friends with fobs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and like he's then, cute, but he's so fobby. Yeah. He's like a fob. Like, <laughs> yeah, I look know. at those fobs. I said that. I know. I said, I, I'm guilty of it. Like, yeah. I don't think like Asians are like free of not of being racist because yeah, we're to racist each other, to each other right? yeah i know exactly it's not, but it's reflective too yeah of the times yeah. yes but i also recognize that like how fucked up it is that a lot of immigrant kids who have who moved to like western like north america changed their asian name to a yeah. western name you know what i mean you had to yeah, back yeah. then to like you know fit I mean? in. You yeah. know what I mean to fit in when a, in a Western society. It's you know what totally, I mean? Totally, it's so messed up. I wish like this generation celebrates it more. Yeah. Um, I wish I saw that more, and maybe I would know more about being Filipino too. Like totally. you ask me things, I'm like Wikipedia. I'm like <laughs> yeah. give me a second here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's true. Yeah. The capital city of the Philippines is Manila. <laughs> it is. Yeah, correct. That's right. Yeah. There are many islands as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know little. I know a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that's as far as it goes. Like, For sure. I'm obviously trying to learn more. Yeah. And like the media and like movies, music, TV, like it doesn't help as well. Like it continues to spur on these Asian stereotypes that unfortunately get, it's like a blanket stereotype that covers all Asians regardless. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like when they get like, I don't know. A, a Chinese person to play a Japanese person or like yeah. they associate Koreans with Japanese culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just roll one. Yeah. It's like, all one. Oh, you're kind of Asian. Yeah. You, you know, can play the Japanese guy. It's like Asian font, that typical Kung Fu <laughs> outfit. You yeah. know, you got the pagoda houses, yeah. lanterns, chopsticks. There yeah. you go. You got Asian. 
it's sort of even with food it's like throw soy sauce on it it's asian yeah you got rice in there yeah, yeah asian yeah exactly noodles like, yeah kind of asian asian noodle bowl yeah you got rice and soy <laughs> sauce or teriyaki sauce you know what yeah. i mean and chopsticks yeah. don't forget the chopsticks exactly but um i think i really liked the post that we put on our stories of from diet Prada of how they talked about how like um stereotyping like sexualizing asian culture has been predominant for so long and they yeah. kind of listed out all those samples of movies samples of movies and one of them yeah. i think i can't remember what it was a war movie i can't remember which one it was but the whole like sucky sucky me love you long yeah. time that was like 70s that was 70s um yeah and then like also there was another um popular asian actress who was also um like the first actress in in western media um oh yep what was her name again? It was Anna May Wong. Yeah, Anna May Wong, and she left that industry because she was sick and tired of being portrayed as the Asian villainess. You know what I mean? Like Lucy Liu. Oh yeah, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket was the Me Love You Long Time. Me Love You Long Time. The Vietnamese hooker on yeah. that one. Austin Powers. Yeah, Austin Gold Powers. Fuck me, fuck you. It's yeah. like Mean Girls. Yeah. Tran Pack. Unnecessary, irrelevant. So one thing <laughs> that. When I was growing up, yeah. this is like in my teenage years about being like, like sexualized at a young age too, was yeah. like, this is weird, but like, they'd say stuff like, are you a Hoover? I think you're a Hoover. What does that mean? It means that you're tight and it's just like- <laughs> You got to ask that? Yeah. It was like so bizarre. This is like grade, 10 was like a weird year for me, like nine- that summer going in grade 10 your peak sexual prowess yeah but like it was like white guys yeah. and like yeah black guy like my friend was dating a black guy and yeah. his friends would say these things and it was just like like i feel hot thinking about it right now because i was so uncomfortable and like my i was with my white friends at the time and yeah. they didn't say anything they well, just like laughed it was like oh it's like a vacuum but that's the thing it's like it's it was so normalized back then that we didn't think of it as being like, it felt wrong. It felt like, wrong, it felt but we didn't wrong. know that it was racism. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, maybe we didn't know. It was just, but then you're like, I guess you didn't know it was racism, even yeah. though I was like the only one targeted. Totally. I mean, there's been that's what I'm saying. It's like there's been so many things that have happened that we've normalized just to fit in. Like that whole model minority thing runs deep in us, and we don't even know it. Oh, you know what I mean? God, I don't even know it. <laughs> I don't even know. The it. fact that we did, we stayed silent, and we accepted it is like. Well, I left, but like, you're right. I did stay silent. I didn't throw a fit. Yeah. And then my friends were like, well, you run them. We're all having a good Why time. Why are you being so sensitive? It's just a joke. You know it's what like, I mean? You bitch. Yeah, exactly. But if somebody suddenly about a black guy, like. Yeah. Then it's like, it's racially charged. Yeah, now. exactly. Now it's a racist. But that's the thing, right? It's like, and that's. Oh, I guess I'm unfolding all these things right now, too. Yeah. It's like black and Asian cultures. We've both been through it, but the way we've processed it are, are two completely different ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um like talking about that in your experience it just it, it ties back to like you know we i've talked about it before in previous episodes about just like trying to get into the dating world as an asian person yeah and all the shit that i've kind of been put yeah. through in regards to like it was either like people who had yellow fever like yeah. ob- sexually objectifying because of my yes, skin color pigs yeah like asians only like you know sick and then the, the flip side of that is also the people who don't like asians you know what i mean and me getting rejected like sorry i'm not into asians oh my gosh yeah i know that's so hard i was gonna ask you too like now that we're a year after the pandemic yeah. like do you miss dating uh no i mean i 
I don't think dating was any easier during. I didn't really date anyways. Like, okay. yeah, I wasn't really actively dating pre-COVID, and I'm definitely not dating. I tried it, and it just wasn't working now. And I'm just like, <laughs> I think you tried it like during. I didn't date anybody, but okay. I was just on the apps, right? Like the okay. online dating yeah. apps, and I was like, yeah, this is just not working for me. I think I'm just. I don't understand the online dating culture anymore. I don't understand the the games that go on. Yeah, I don't know any of the games. But yeah, like kind of speaking to that, it's just like even when somebody expresses interest in, in me through like online dating apps, I immediately think if they're not Asian, do they have yellow fever? Yeah, I would also question that. But that's the thing, right? It's like why am I normalizing that behavior, and why does that have to be a thing that I think about? It's like that if you if you message me, I have to question your because that's been your experience. Your fetish, your fetishes. Yeah, you know like what I mean? Freaky for Asians yeah. right now. It's like I am not gonna lie. Like when I, if I find somebody like that I'm talking to, I check their Instagram. I immediately check who their followers are. Yeah. And if they're all Asians, I know that they're obviously yeah a yellow fever type white guy. You know what I mean? Um, but are when you're scrolling too? Do you find that you're picking all? No. Yes, I am. Hundred percent. People. Yeah, I like. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Like, I like all colors of the rainbow. I don't. Okay. I'm not only like into white guys or anything. It's just that's just been the trend, unfortunately. And I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not no, seeking I, it. You know what no, I mean? No, I get you. But, I also like all colors of the rainbow. Yeah, but anyways, just things things that we've been exposed to as Asians, we've normalized. Yeah. No, I know. I'm feeling that now. So yeah, I think I I think it's good for everybody to just kind of like dig deeper and kind of reflect back on like weird experiences that you didn't feel right in. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like coming up for me, and I was like, yeah. oh god, they were not my real friends, <laughs> or they just didn't know any better. You know what I mean? And I think that's where it's like that's why kind of going back to what I said before, and I said a few times is that it's really important to have these conversations and raise awareness. Like you said, maybe we shouldn't say happy endings, right? Like yeah. that. That's a straight up conversation right there. It's like, yeah, I yeah. shouldn't say that anymore. You know what I mean? Um, another person that I know had said I should stop saying, um, oh, like that workout killed me or like I died because oh, th- the reality of the situation is that like people lose their lives so easily. Like, yeah. like during the whole and George, yeah, and the whole the whole George Floyd situation is a like prime example of like how you know like you shouldn't take life for granted because in one moment like oh, totally. your neck your knee could have a neck on it or your neck could have a knee yeah. on it you know what i mean and I you're say out that a lot yeah so like, i'm really oh, trying dying. to stop that yeah yeah, yeah i want to stop that as well and like a lot of people complain it's, oh you're just like society's so hypersensitive now and all this and that but i don't i think I don't, we should be though yeah to things like that if we want to see change we need to be hypersensitive and we need to like really assess everything that we're kind of talking about and saying without even thinking you know what i mean yeah so we're in a growth spurt i feel like of evolution in terms of like our, the way we talk yeah. the way we respect each other this is like racism 2.0 in the works you know what i mean yeah and hopefully it leads to something more positive and beneficial yeah yeah there's gonna be pain points it's gonna be tough i don't think it's gonna get better anytime soon but i think the more just the beginning I yeah think by the time he says you know going to school She's making friends, like, in her peer groups or yeah. whatever. I think it'll be a different time. Yeah, totally. And it's not, like, another thing I want to say is, like, it's not on us to educate people. People need to educate themselves yeah. as well, right? And the way they do it is obviously through media. It's, like, podcasts, news, books, and everything. Yeah. But, like, I shouldn't have to educate 
a non-Asian no. person on why they're being racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I call it out. You know what I mean? But it's not my responsibility to explain to you why that's racist. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a teacher. I'm not a teacher. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. I totally get that, too. It's on everybody to learn. And I think, I think like, that's where we're at right now, is that we're teaching people. Even when you call someone out on it, they're their immediate reaction is like they're offended yeah like exactly hurt them so badly well it's embarrassing for them right well it's like just yeah. it's a reflection just look at yourself man totally you know women yeah or are they them you know what i mean and i think it's really good to kind of figure out like are these friends worth having if they don't realize the harm that they're causing or the normalization that they're promoting you yeah know what i mean and i don't want to like villain villainize like white people you know what I mean? Like, racism exists everywhere in all skin colors, in yeah. all countries. Um, and but I don't want to... They've wanna... always had the upper hand. Yeah, for sure, they've definitely. They've always been at the top White of White privilege that. is yeah. a strong thing. And it's a real thing. as long as you're aware of that, like, that's all that matters. You know what I mean? But... Yeah. I don't know. I just... I don't want to, like, target just white people only. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. There's a lot of racist yeah. people who are POCs. Yeah, totally. But... Yeah, white okay, do you remember, like, back in February, <laughs> these, like, two old men were at uh, the Kit's Pizza Pizza? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And they, were, they had masks under their chins. But they wouldn't wear them. Yeah, and then they're like, I make a billion dollars, and yeah. you are worth nothing. Exactly. And then they're, like, berating them. And then they leave the pizza place, yeah. and they see a teenager, and they start, like... Fighting. Beating him up. Yeah. And he's probably just like, yo, I just want to get a pizza. Totally. Like, what the F? But the thing is, like, you can't get away with that shit anymore because it gets recorded and yeah. it gets published online. And then once it's online, you're fucked. Yeah. So this guy, one of them was, like, let go. Yeah. They were charged. When it, they were, like, drunk, yeah. too. But it just goes to show you, drunk or not, like, how you show yourself to the world and how you present yourself to society. Like how embarrassing. Is on, it's your responsibility to maintain, yeah. right? So if you show your racist side, then you're going to get the repercussions of that straight up. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just so ridiculous. These two old white men. Totally. Exactly. Like a power trip over there. Yeah, just because they got money. Yeah. White privilege at its finest. Yeah. yeah. Just want to get pizza, but you're nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, look at this adolescent. Nuggies. Wimbledon. I know. That those guys are ridiculous. Just totally. I seeing that, and I was like, who are these motherfuckers? Ain't that the fucking truth? But yeah. So my topic yeah. was the shooter and but more like the why we kind of touched on it already yeah let's let's go over it um let's talk about it but it made me think of like remember incels we talked about them yeah quite Involunt- involuntary celibates is what yes. that is. but means, they right? put yeah. their blame and i think this is how we're talking their existence is not about being lonely it's about blaming women for yeah. their loneliness totally it's like it's them who don't want to get with this yeah exactly and that's their their issue yeah then that's that you know the toxic masculinity the yeah. power trip they have themselves right. yes so that 21 year old in atlanta how are we doing for time we're good here? okay um so he was arrested he confessed to it he yes. took responsibilities he told the officers that he had frequent these places yeah and that he it's just like a self-diagnosis of being like a sex addict right but there's resources for that anyways he did not exercise that he just said i'm a sex addict yeah and he claims that he shot up the massage parlors to rid himself of that temptation yes exactly right? and then um again that's 
the woman's fault yeah. that he is tempted and once eliminated he wouldn't have to feel that way so yeah. in the states hate crimes towards i can't even say hate crimes because it's just like anti-asian yeah crimes right have like escalated to 150 percent like yeah. it's 600 to 700 percent here yeah um and then I, I was saying that earlier that it was kind of like skyrocketed because of trump and the republicans comments yeah um so he had take his own account seriously like okay so the, you know the police officer was very like nonchalant yeah. about it yeah so experts were saying like because that police officer had felt some empathy towards him yeah so he, maybe in his lifetime he had felt that way too right that he could say he could relate to him in a yeah sense. that yeah. he was pretty much fed up right. his end of his robe it was a really bad day for him and this is what he did right so the representation towards Asian, it's more like we're protecting the perpetrator as opposed to like the victim. Yeah, totally. You're flipping it like a 180. Yeah. Yeah. So his, the shooter's motive points is the bigger problem, right? Yeah, for sure. Not the only status of like sex works, but like the heterosexual culture that prizes male strength. Yeah, exactly. And then female submission. And so, like females are always the ones to blame for a male's uh lack yeah 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 so because we're taught this like for asians too we're the submissive quiet obedient servants whatever you want to say for sure and that's the dynamics right like he's always been at the top of the hierarchy and now this woman or these women now have like that power over yeah, him for sure and therefore it's almost like they're intentionally doing that to them so therefore they should be punished just for being sexual um luring them with their sexual yeah, their sexuality <laughs> you know, their sexuality yeah exactly their deep tissue massages yeah, exactly so it seems that this is also what research said. This is a Guardian article, okay. so I can like post it. And they have references to like the research. Yes, but it's like a white man problem. Sure, you see a lot of violence towards women, yeah. and that's like either exes or yeah, yeah. like in a current relationship. Yeah, yeah. But like this one in specifically, yeah. is seems to be like a white, like power trip kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like a, the dynamics have shifted yeah. and now they don't know what to do with themselves, right? Totally. Um, so this is what she says. So he positioned at the top of so many social hierarchies. This one, this is likely one of his most acute experiences of another person's power that he has ever faced. So hmm. punishment for his own desire seems to be something that he wanted to inflict upon the woman he killed. He's only 21. Yeah. Like, what's his life experiences, really? Totally. Now he's faced with this, and these are feelings he doesn't know how to explain or channel. Yeah, so he takes it out the best way he knows how. So it's like, this is a manly way of doing it. Yeah, exactly. here's my gun, here's this. Yeah. Um, And makes you think, like, how are we raising... Our kids. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Especially men or boys. Like, we're talking about consent. They're teaching that so early now. Yeah, they need to. Um, but then what about the other things like feelings and yeah. empathy, sympathy, yeah. uh, like learning about different perspectives and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, totally. I think that, um, I think living where we are, you know, in a very progressive city, it's hard to imagine that people can fall into these kind of like, 
thought loopholes. You know what I mean? But I think if we go somewhere where, like Middle America, like where he was from, he's from Atlanta, Georgia, actually. So never mind. That's not even there. That's a pretty progressive thing. The thing city, is, right? it's like the things they see online too. You can go down a rabbit hole oh, yeah. so quickly. Yeah, it's a really good point because I feel like nowadays with the way media is on our phones, it's all based on algorithms, right? So yeah. if you look at one thing, then it thinks, okay, you're if you like this, and you're gonna like you're gonna this, like, yeah. and if you like this, and you like this, and next thing you know, you you are in that rabbit hole that you speak, where all you're surrounded with is the same kind of shit. And I think that's where algorithms can really fuck people up. Yeah, that's why we have QAnon. That's why like we have anti-vaxxers. That's why we have. Um, it's like I think this way, and this guy thinks this way, and they, and then now it's like a community of people. Yeah, exactly. Who think that way, and it can be probably easily swayed to think that way. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very very dangerous, for sure. And I think it doesn't help as well that in America, I I saw this post somewhere. Um, you can get a gun more quickly than you can to register to vote. Oh, I saw that too. And I'm just like, that's so fucked up. Like, it's incredibly fucked up. It's like okay. Even just based on the last two weeks, yeah. you've had a shooting in Florida. Then you had another shooting in, was it Boulder, Colorado? I think yeah. that's where it was. Like, the like amount Florida, of... Florida? Sh- there was a shooting in Florida? Was there another shooting in Florida? I don't know. No, no. said Florida. You mean no. Atlanta. Yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Atlanta. Sorry, yeah. Atlanta. And then, like, there, yeah, two shootings. Unless like, they said, like, the, the American flag at the point was at half mast. And they couldn't even raise it up before the next shooting happened. So oh it gosh. remains in half mast. And that's the thing. It's like... When is America going to realize that... It's their Second Amendment. They're yeah. very strongly tied to the Second oh, Amendment. Oh, for sure. And because, like, obviously the Gun Association funds a lot of the government uh, stuff, right? But they're right? trying to pass something right now. Yes, they are. To ban, like, in- insane weapons, like like machine guns, right? And all that uh, stuff. But it's like... Other guns can kill, too. But doesn't that, doesn't that, like, a prime example of how... Of why we should... Why guns should be banned so they say what like guns don't kill people people, people kill. kill people yeah but if you have yeah but if you have access to a gun so easily of course you're gonna buy a gun to kill people yeah you know what i mean using your bow and arrow yeah head. exactly 100 percent. so anyways going back to your point 100 percent agree with you like i think this is a very like white supremacist male issue yeah, that is power so tripping issue yeah exactly and like it's kind of childish and immature to not to also be like it's not my fault it's their fault because they exist and they are learning yeah, me. it's like no tempting me it's fucking you it's you man there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of people who are tempted by that but they're not yeah. shooting up places and like all like the christian values of course also enforce that as well you know what i mean like sex is bad females are should stay at home and all this stuff you know what i yeah. mean so unfortunately i feel like a lot of a middle america or just americans fall under so that they're category saying too is like you have the first amendment which is like freedom of speech yeah and then you have the second one in case the first one is being um, opposed <laughs> yeah or threatened right it's like okay if that's your way of thinking too y'all are fucked then totally exactly um but we, again we're not immune no it's like racist shit that happens every day 100 percent, especially towards the indigenous like yeah it's a huge thing for sure um yeah. I don't know a lot about it, but I know like residential schools, their treatment at hospitals, like that woman yeah, who, who was died. pregnant, who was oh, turned away I know that from one. a hospital. And then she had to drive. They wouldn't even give her an ambulance to the next hospital and her baby died. Oh my God. Yeah. So 
We're not immune to it. No. 100%. It Plus just... they don't have clean water. Some of yeah, the reserves exactly. um, up north. That needs to be addressed. Like there's, I don't know. I don't want to like tit for tat with America and list out all our issues. Yeah, but it's... like we have issues too. Yeah, we're not immune to it. 100%. I think just a lot of the American stuff gets amplified a lot more than the Canadian ones, unfortunately. Well, sadly, there's like a little more outrageous with guns. Yeah. People are just aren't drinking here about like people are in there getting shot up down there. It's yeah, still exactly. Bad. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Um, yeah, so that's my article. I just wanted to talk about that. We didn't talk about incels for a while, but sometimes no. I think about that a yeah. lot still. It's a thing, 100%. It's the angry male that can't express themselves. Express themselves. So they, they and they obviously they bottle up, and then next thing you know, it turns into a situation like this. Yeah. And who knows what the motive motives were of that guy in boulder colorado shot at the grocery store it's like i'm sure it has something to do with that as well <laughs> yeah, maybe he was was he white uh i don't even know sounds white i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cancel cancel yeah um but yeah anywho so anywho this is a comedy podcast yeah, exactly. so there was like spurts of comedy in little, there a little, little bit giggles here and there um but yeah i guess does this lead into some yeah let's kind of sweets we went over some heavy stuff. Let's lighten up with some sweets. Yeah. Um, why don't you start? Do you have any? Oh, well, yours was Search Party a yes. few episodes ago. And I watched it up until like, I finished the third season. And let me say, yes to the sweet. <laughs> yes, yes. Heck yeah. And I am like a little bit in love with Drew. Oh, I love Drew. He's so cute yeah. and kind of like docile that yeah. um, you just want to hug him. As he is, and at the he's also kind of pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> and no, I think and that's why you like it. They even Dopey. said it, um, like in the show too. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. I see yeah. it. Yeah. So there's like there's one scene in season one where he gets yelled at. Yeah. He's just like oh oh oh, and he still like kind of chases after. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Dory. Dory or yeah, Aaliyah Shawkat. Aaliyah. Anyways, if you haven't seen it or heard of it i highly recommend you google it watch the trailer yeah and be prepared to get hooked it's very very good yeah um you know it's not like emmy awards no. or anything like that but it's like enjoyable yeah it's digestible it's binge worthy yes yeah okay um, um and then also did i mention this the art gallery uh isa and i go we have a pass now nice and um the optical illusion. Yeah, I went to that one. Okay, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. This is like, it's tricking my brain. <laughs> uh, but it ends April 5th. Yeah, that's so a really that's good one. Who's the art? Out. What's the artist's name again? It's like Velasky. Uh, Victor Vasarelli. Say that name. Victor Vasarelli. Vasarelli. What did I say? <laughs> Vercelli. Okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's op art. Really cool. Yeah, yeah Vancouver Art Vancouver. Gallery. Check it out. It's ending soon, but it's pretty trippy stuff. And they talk a lot about the optical art movement that happened in Vancouver, Vancouver as well. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of local roots going on if you live in Vancouver. If not, keep an eye out for when that exhibit hits up your city. Yes. Um, I have two. Yes. Okay, so my first one um is eat a peach by david chang um mm. it's kind of like his memoir his autobiography about just his life as a chef um he talks a lot about just you know trying to make it as a chef in obviously growing in the situation he is in situation he is in you know korean immigrant parents a lot of mental health issues with bipolarism depression and just like i didn't know that how he went through all that stuff um 
really good if you're into like the restaurant industry and the chef industry like if you like anthony bourdain and stuff he talks a lot about him yeah um, they were friends too right? yes they were friends um but anyways i just want to talk about one excerpt that they that he brought up in his book and it's about um how food also represents a lot of racism for asian people um so David Chang, obviously restaurant mogul, uh, yeah. Momofuku, Sambar, all that stuff. He had started, uh, he wanted to reinvent the wheel with fast food. And he came up with this fast food and restaurant called Fuku. Um, okay, yeah. So um, specifically about Fuku, he just talks about how he was trying to make his menu and just like things that he was talking about. And one thing that really I found really interesting was... Um, uh, he calls it the uh, commodification of Asian culture. So specifically in regards to what that, he talks about how like Asian food is perceived as cheap, you know, but Western European food is can can never be perceived like you can't. Okay. Yeah. Let, let me let me read an excerpt. Okay. okay? Yeah. So this is straight from his book. Case in point: When an Italian restaurant charges twenty five dollars for pasta pomodoro. Very few foodies will bulk. We picture the pastaficio kneading the pasta dough the way his nona taught him. We assign a high value to tomatoes grown in Canon, Italy. We picture the skilled cook stirring al dente spaghetti and sauce together with a splash of pasta cooking water at the perfect moment so that it becomes a unified dish. Every dollar is justified. Now let's say a Chinese chef uses four times as many ingredients and spends three times longer making a bowl of noodles. Even the cultured foodie still expects to pay no more than 8 or 10 bucks. False cultural constructs tell us that pasta can be expensive, while noodles have to be cheap. The same dichotomy exists between almost any Asian, or African, or Latin American dish and its Western analog. To me, there's really no other explanation than racism. Don't even try to talk to me about how the price differential is a result of service and decor. That shit is paid for by people who are willing to spend money on safe, non-ethic foods. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, I never really, like, I always, I feel like I knew about this, but I never really read it yeah. the way he wrote it. You know what I mean? And it just, it clicked. Like, I think of pho, for example, right? Yeah. Like, I know you can get it cheap in Vietnam, but if you, you, why wouldn't you pay for a good bowl of pho yeah. here for like, say, like, I don't know, like 15 bucks. Isn't it 15 bucks? Well, like some pho is like, it can range from like, depending okay. on where you go. Anyways, but maybe it's 25, I could say 25. Okay, okay? yeah. So you won't pay $25 for, like, a top-quality bowl of pho, but you will pay $25 for, like, a spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like... And it it is, like, a thing where it's, like, we've been taught to commodify Asian culture and expect that it should be cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're right. Maybe I don't flinch either. Yeah, like, we don't. We don't flinch if it's European. You know what I mean? Oh, European has to be... Ooh, fine dining. Yeah, expensive. But it's, like chow mein or like something like that it's like oh what i wouldn't spend like i don't know twenty dollars for like a bowl of rice with meat you know what i mean it's like but same amount of ingredients you probably more time spent to make it you know what i mean it's still making the noodles you're still making the noodles so he goes on to talk about that and i was like i really liked how he worded it and phrased it that way because it makes so much sense yeah um so anyway it's just kind of going quickly a bit more in regards to that. So Fuku, he set it up to kind of be, it's, it's he actually chose Fuku. Of course, part of it is because of his restaurant, Momo yeah. Fuku, but it's also his kind of dig at saying, fuck you to the people who commodified Asian culture. 
Okay. So if you go to his restaurants prior, he had put up like a lot of Asian stereotypes. So like, um, I don't know if you heard the movie Big Trouble in Little China, but they use like a very stereotypical like Asian Chinese specific like racist character in that. So they put up all these like Asian tropes art on the wall just to kind of like, um, oh, like okay. a cheeky a cheeky yeah. little nod to it, right? But also to show kind of like to be like this is how racist you fucking guys are you know what i mean like here's an example of that you know what i mean yeah totally i just yeah exactly so and then on top of that um i think like in on in and out on in and out packaging like the burgers they put like a, a christian like a uh, bible verse on there i don't know what it is but something positive okay but then on his he he's like okay, i'm gonna do that too but i'm gonna choose like a different verse and the verse that he chose was like like god is going to smite all you motherfuckers essentially <laughs> right Anyways, and then on his burger wrapping, he put the word delicious on it, right? So he used all these like little like stereotypical racist things to like call people out on it. Fuku obviously did really, really well. um, And unfortunately, David Chang realized that his, his, his plans or his strategy of like trying to like, like point the finger back at people and be like, fuck you ended up being quite the opposite where people actually started like, finding all that stuff funny you know what i mean and like making fun of the word delicious oh that's so delicious you know what i mean yeah so anyways yeah so that was kind of like i thought that was really clever but unfortunately a lot of the the majority of the people that went there didn't get it so they took it all down because they realized that's actually not like this is hilarious (laughs) yeah exactly i gotta watch this movie now (laughs) yeah exactly so anyways it's a really good book if you're into the restaurant scene it talks a lot about all that stuff um really really interesting to read how his life is from his perspective um, yeah yeah i was also going to recommend a youtube miniseries yeah. by this influencer uh named bretman rock um oh yeah you know he's ilocano yeah he's ilocano and i was like oh my god because he said oh he told his mom to speak ilocano instead and i was like hey that's just what did she say in ilocano oh she was just talking about like how um how tough it was for her being a single mom in the Philippines, having to raise kids. Like she's like, I go to my job from this time to this time. And then only one hour before I have to go to my next job. And I didn't get to see my family. And then she started crying. It was really sad, but it's like, that's a good example of like the Asian immigrant struggle that people had to go through. You know what I mean? Um, Obviously they're all really doing well. No thanks to (laughs) Premier Rock, but yeah. Anyways, it's, it's, I, I, it's funny, but I don't think I'm. I don't recommend it if you find him annoying because I follow like him it. on Instagram and I like his little videos. Yeah. like I think he's so funny. Yeah, it's like uh, one video is like he's pole dancing. He's like when you're a hoe, but your mom still wants to clean, <laughs> yeah. and he's doing his dance, and the mom's like sleeping. sleeping in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of like if you like his kind of humor, you'll like the mini series that MTV produced. Um, it's just MTV following Bremen Rock. Yeah. it's the six episode. Really easy to watch. It's kind of like over the top for sure. But if you want to, I want to say like laugh at some of like his culturalisms, I think it's pretty funny. That sounds like racist, but I but don't know how to But that's part of his yeah, like shtick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, don't, I don't know if it is if he's putting it out there yeah. too, right? I love it. Like I love it. I feel like I can relate, not relate. It just feels very like uh, comfortable. Comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Like I get it. I relate to it. I can laugh at it too. Like I get you're gonna watch it the culturalism like the ilocano yeah i feel like um her mannerisms are like my grandma just yeah. like quick 
will hit you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Very, like, stern and, yeah, yeah like, you don't like, show emotions. But so loving at yeah. the same time. Like, that's very much my grandma. Totally. Okay. Um, I don't have any sours. Well, I, I think half of this episode <laughs> yeah, that was our sour. sour so, I agree. Uh, yeah, neither do I, actually. All right, then. I guess that wraps up episode 48. Oh, no, I don't have a rhyme to go well, on. Well, you've been on a roll with that, so, so why don't you freestyle this one? one. So... <laughs> Sing us out. Eliminate the hate. No time to discriminate. Hey, hey, ho, ho. All you races have to go. So goodbye to you. Sound really neat. No, you don't. I'm lying. But let's go have a meal. Eat something I ate. This is episode 48. Hey, not bad for freestyle. I could find a rhyme in my head. But you made it work. Okay. Ta da, 48. (laughs) And that wraps up episode 48. Um, Thank you to all our listeners. Just want to say stay safe out there. continue to educate yourself continue to be aware um feel free to email us if you want message us on instagram at yellow packaging 604 you can email us at yellow packaging 604 at gmail.com if you want we do have an email we do have an email we never promoted it but if you want to just if you want to just riff like reach out to us um what else? Rate it and review us on iTunes, five stars only. Because really, if you have something negative to say, don't say it at all. Yeah, send it in an email. Yeah, don't I actually delete it. <laughs> I won't even read it, so don't even do that. Uh, I'll read it and I'll send it to Colton. Yeah. Then delete it. <laughs> um, yeah, and as always, you can listen to us wherever and whenever you get your podcasts. Um, until next time. Until next time. It'll be episode 49. 49. You better come up with some good rhymes all with right. that one. Alrighty. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.